What is up, everybody? And welcome to The Blake Cast. This is the podcast of yours truly, Blake Mowry. And on this podcast, we discuss scripture, current events, and other topics from an apostolic perspective. And most importantly, my own perspective. Why don't we hop right in? Let's start talking. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Blake Cast. Uh, I'm so excited for this week's episode. This is episode two. I thought episode one did go very well, um, but I'm so excited to get right back in to today's podcast. And also, as a quick announcement, I'm going to be posting a video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel. So be prepared for that. You can look me up. Blake Mowry is my name. And if you look that up, you'll find my face as the profile picture for that YouTube channel. And you can check out the video there. But for all you audio people, you can still listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and some other places. But this week on this podcast, I want to discuss the intents of the heart. And I think this is a very important subject to talk about, one we need to think about on a regular basis. And the intents of the heart, it's so important because from your heart comes everything in life. It comes everything. So I want to go starting here, Hebrews chapter 4, starting with verse 12. It says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So we see here that the word of God is like a sword. The way it works in us and the way it gets into us, it's like a sword. You know, swords are sharp. They can cut through just about anything, right? And so here it's saying the word of God, which we hear in Ephesians, is the sword of the spirit. It's also referred to a sword here in Hebrews. Since it's sharper than a two-edged sword, it's quick and it's powerful. You see, the Word of God is powerful. There's so much power in the Word of God. It can tell you how to live right. It can give you advice in certain situations. It can show you a path that maybe you didn't even know there was one there. And the Word of God, above all of that, it is a discerner. That means it, it can judge and understand the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And so I'm going to use the word of God today to talk about the intents of the heart. But I think it's important because my words are going to be in vain if we are not willing to let the word of God pierce to our heart. Right? 
the word of God is like a two-edged sword. It's powerful. It's quick. It's so sharp. It'll cut through you. But guess what? Some armor keeps away swords from cutting through you. As they did in the medieval days when they fought with swords, they would put chainmail armor or metal armor on to protect themselves from the swords. And I think so many times we put the wrong armor on. We put up armor that protects us from the word of God, and that's not good. That is not good. We cannot do that. We must allow the word of God to cut through us and be vulnerable to the word of God. It's so important. And so the thoughts and the intents of your heart cannot be changed if you do not allow the word of God to be spoken into your life. But today I want to, I want to use the word of God to talk about the intents of the heart. So my first question is, why do we need to know what the intents of our hearts are? And so in Proverbs 4 and 23, it says this, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So here, what we see is that we need to keep our heart in check. Our hearts need to be kept in check every day. Why do we need to keep our hearts in check? Because the issues of life come out of it. You see, every problem, every situation, every circumstance that you go through, a lot of the times it all started with a heart issue. A lot of times it'll start with that heart issue. It starts with the heart of the person who started it, right? And not even just the person who started but the people that continue it. And that just makes me think of sin, right? Sin is one of the biggest reasons we have a lot of problems in our lives, in our society as a whole. It's a sin issue. And sin comes from your heart. When you sin, it's because your heart was in a position and the intent of your heart was to do that. You will do what your heart intends for you to do. Whether you think it is or not, what your heart intends for you, what the intents of your heart are, that is what you will do. That is what you will do. And so all the issues of life, out of it, out of your heart, are the issues of life. Every issue you have, every problem you encounter, it's because of the heart and so, why is our heart prone to sin? Well, Jeremiah chapter number 17, verse number 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? What a powerful verse right there. The heart is deceitful. So, first of all, your heart deceives you. Every day. If you don't keep your heart in check, it will deceive you. I am telling you that it is the absolute truth. But not only will it deceive you, your heart is so deceiving, it's deceiving above all other things. 
Nothing can deceive you like your heart can deceive you. And that's a lot of times how Satan can attack you. Because pastor talks about this all the time, where your heart is really talking about your mind. When we hear that in scripture, it's really talking about your mind. And I think it's funny how most of our issues and most of our problems and our intents and our thoughts are so deceiving because it's in your mind. And Satan attacks the mind more than anything else. Can somebody say amen to that? Satan loves to attack your mind. I feel like the mind is a battleground sometimes. Your mind can seem like that because you're going back and forth between what you want, what Satan wants to do to destroy your life, and what God wants to do to bless your life. You go back and forth, back and forth in your mind, and sometimes it's just a struggle. It's just so hard sometimes because your heart and your mind deceive you so much. It's Sometimes it's just annoying, right? Can I get a witness? Somebody in the comments or in on Facebook or something, tell me. Is this not everyday life, it seems like, that we're getting attacked in our mind, in our heart? But not only is your heart deceitful above all things, but it is desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. What strong language. It's not just bad or has some tendencies to not be very good. No, it is desperately wicked. Not, not even just wicked. It is desperately wicked. It is so bad. That's how your heart can be. But I'm telling you today, your heart doesn't have to stay that way. <laughs> and we're going to get into that in a minute, how to change that. But your heart does not have to stay desperately wicked. But so many times that is how our heart is, especially when we're living in sin. Your heart deceives you, and it's so wicked. It just pulls you. Like in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, this is not really what I want. But when you get down to it, the intent of your heart is to be wicked. It is to sin. It is our nature as human beings to sin. Our hearts are Desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? Well, the next verse tells you in Jeremiah 17.10, who can know it? I, the Lord, search thy heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. Only God can know your heart. That's why when you look at Samuel, when he's trying to find the next king to replace Saul, and he goes to the house of Jesse, and he looks on Eliab, and he looks and sees this guy of great stature. He looks strong. He's handsome. He's somebody. He just looks like a king. But God has to stop it and say, I have refused him. That, that's not who I want to be king. I know he looks like a king. 
or what you think you want a king to look like. That's what he looks like. But man looks on the outward appearance. But God looks on the heart. He looks on the heart. And why does God choose to look on the heart? Because he's the only one who can. You see, Satan can maybe fool your heart or lead your heart in a certain direction, but he can never actually know your heart. Only God can. And so God, he knows the heart and he searches the heart. He tries the reins. He puts you through trials and tests because he wants to see what is really in your heart. And he's the only one capable of doing that. But some people will say, well, I don't care about all that holiness stuff. I mean, God knows my heart. Or I don't care about having to dress a certain way or act a certain way because, you know, God knows my heart. That's a horrible way of thinking. Because again, men still look on the outward appearance. Men don't know your heart. So if you really want to show people the kind of Christian you really are, there has to be an outward manifestation in your life of what God is doing in your heart. But we say, and yet, no, God knows my heart. It's okay. God, God knows my heart. Well, yeah, he does. That's not a reason to not do anything. That's a reason to do more. Because God really sees how wicked your heart is. He sees how wicked it is. And you have to understand today. You have to understand that this verse doesn't stop at, I search the heart and I try the reins. But God says even to give every man according to his ways. That's why he does it. And according to the fruit of his doings, you have to still do good. Your ways should still be holy and set apart and correct and righteous. You still need that because although God looks on your heart, he blesses you according to your doings. Because what you do is a pretty good indicator of what's in your heart. But again, sometimes that may not be the case because guess what? Sometimes we do the right thing for the wrong intent. So our heart's intent is to do bad, but we do the right thing in its attempt to make ourselves look better. Like people who are, have pride in their life and maybe they give to the poor, but they post it all over social media and try to make a big deal about it. Hey, look at me. That's what the Pharisees did. Jesus condemned people like that. He called them hypocrites and vipers because of that. So not only do we need to do the right thing, but we need the right intent. We need our heart to be in the right place. And sometimes we'll do the wrong thing with the right intent. Our heart might be in the right place, but we still do wrong. So God sees that, but he expects us when we have a right heart and we live a repentant lifestyle where we say, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew our right spirit within me. We're not just saying, God, we need a clean heart, but our ways also need to be clean. We need to do the right thing with the right intent because that's the only way to be right. 
Because if we do the right thing with the wrong intent, we're wrong. If we do the wrong thing with the right intent, we're also wrong. So we need to do the right thing with the right intent. And so what should the intent of our heart be? So Jeremiah 17, if you actually go to the first, the verses before 9 and 10, 7 and 8, it actually kind of tells you. And it says in verse 7, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. If you want to be blessed, if you really want to have a blessed life, trust in the Lord. Put your hope in Him. You have to have all your hope in Jesus today. Because when you put your hope in people, in politicians, in companies, in businesses, in causes, you're going to get burnt a lot of times. They're going to fail you most of the time. But I tell you, the one person you can trust, the one person you can put your hope in is Jesus Christ. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. If you want to be blessed, you got to trust in God. That's got to be in our heart. It's got to be our in our heart to put our trust in God and to put our hope in Him. But verse 8, it continues. For he shall be, speaking of the blessed man that trusts in the Lord, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. You're going to be pretty blessed when you trust in God. So what is it saying as with a tree planted by waters? Well, a tree that's planted by waters, not only is it rooted pretty well in the ground, but all that water that's running by it, it's going to soak up into that those roots and it's going to help that tree grow. If you want to grow in God, you should get rooted where you're at and allow the rivers of living water, the Holy Spirit, in your life, give you the growing power. When you trust in God, you put your hope in Him, you will get planted and you will get fed. And so many times, people will unroot themselves from where God has placed them because their heart is not in the right place. But when you do put your heart where it needs to be, and you trust in God, and you trust His process, you will plant yourself where God has placed you, and you will begin to grow. The waters will help you grow. Your leaf will be green. You shall not be careful in the year of drought, and neither shall cease yielding fruit. So even in the dry times, even when things aren't going the way you want it to, you're going to grow. You're going to bear fruit because you are where God wants you to be and you trust in him and put your hope in him today. When you trust in God and you put your hope in him, your heart will be in the right place and the fruit of your doings 
will be blessed. Blessed. You see, we have so many preachers out there preaching this blab it and grab it stuff and preaching the prosperity gospel. Like if you just feed and then put all this money somewhere and God will bless you. Well, do what God has told you to do. Don't put your trust in the church. Ooh, uh-oh. I might get into the weeds here a second. Sometimes you don't even need to put your trust in the church. Because guess what? The church is made up of people that will fail you. And so many times we had, there was a situation with a very popular preacher uh, by the name of Ravi Zacharias. And he passed away last year, but it turns out there's a lot of crazy sinful stuff that was going on in that background. And what has happened, there's people who built their faith upon this man. They saw the great things this man had done and they wanted to be Christian because of it. But now that they've heard about all this stuff he did, their faith has been shaken because their trust was in Ravi Zacharias, not in God. You have to put your trust in Jesus, not necessarily in the church. But this is the one thing I want to say. When you do put your trust in Jesus and you put your hope in him, you will get planted in your local church and you'll grow in your local church. When you're in the will of God, you will grow. So I'm telling you today, just trust in God. Get your heart where it needs to be and trust in God because he will never fail you. He has never lost a battle and he never will. I am telling you today, you have to trust in God. But not only that, but you have to love God with everything. In Deuteronomy chapter number six, starting with verse four, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and all thy soul and all thy might. With everything inside of you, you have to love God. Last week, we talked about the oneness of God, or the last podcast, rather. We talked about God being one. Well, here, it's reiterating this, that hero Israel, the Lord our God, is one Lord. But now that you know that, now thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. With all thy soul, with all thy might. When you love God with everything, your heart will be in the right place. The intent of your heart, the intent of your heart is to love God. Blessings are going to come, I'm telling you. When your intent is to love God with everything inside of you, you will do the right thing with the right intent. Because when you do righteous things, because you love God, you're doing it for the right reason. And so many people, they'll follow what we call holiness standards to appease their people in their church. But that's why they're doing it. They're not doing it because they love God. They're doing it because they think they have to. But I'm telling you, when you do those things with the intent of loving God, you will grow in a way that only God can grow you. You will be blessed 
beyond measure if you would just love God and put your hope and your trust in him and follow what he does uh, commands of us. The Bible also says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So if you really love God, try to live your best. Try to live wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. We have to. If we really love God, the intent of our heart is in the right place. We have no other choice but to do what he has told us to do. Because we love him. Not because we think we have to, but because we love him. And so, the real question is, how do we keep our intents right? Deuteronomy 6, 6-7. So we're continuing in Deuteronomy 6. And it says in these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart. Now shalt teach them diligently. There's that word diligently again. Remember we said that keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. So not only should we keep our heart diligent, but now it says, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto your, thy children. So we got to teach this to the next generation. We got to teach it to ourselves and teach it to the next generation. The words have to be in our heart. And then we got to make sure the next generation has it in their hearts. And it continues, And shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Pretty much, this should be on your mind all the time. Doing the will of God, loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. When you do all that. And you keep that in your mind. You're going to have your heart in the right place and you're going to do diligently the works that God has commanded us to do. It's so important that we keep this in our hearts. The Word of God tells us to hide the Scripture in our hearts that I might not sin. Right? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So when we hide it in our hearts and we really put it diligently in there and make sure we are really going to get into this, we're going to do the will of God. We're going to love God with everything. When we keep that in our hearts and minds, we're going to keep our hearts straight and we're going to keep our actions straight. And in the verses that follow these, they describe how Jewish people would even put this commandment that hero Israel the Lord or God is one Lord and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart with all thy soul and with all thy might when they they would take that put on their doorposts so going from room to room you would look up and you'd see hero Israel the Lord our God is one Lord and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart with all thy soul and with all thy might everywhere you go and when you're walking in, when you're walking out, you'll see it on the doorposts. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. You see it everywhere. Not only that, but they would also wear boxes on their right hands and on their foreheads with the same scripture inside of it. They say, every action that I do, 
I want to love the Lord thy God. Every thought that I think in my mind, I want to love the Lord thy God. Everywhere I go, I want to love the Lord my God. That's got to be your heart today. That's got to be your heart. And when your heart is in the right place, when the intent of your heart is to love God, you're going to be blessed. You're going to live an abundant life in Jesus. I am telling you today, this isn't some prosperity gospel stuff, but this is loving God and living according to his commandments and doing all you can to love him and put your trust in him. And you may not even be blessed the way you think you need to, but God will bring exactly what you need in the time that you need it. And so today, I want us to continue and pray this prayer that we find in Psalms 139, 23 through 24. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let's look at this real quick. Before we get done here, I'm almost done. Search me, O God. So only God can search your heart, right? We discussed that earlier. Search me, O God, and know my heart. He can do that. And it says, try me and know my thoughts. Again, earlier it said, God tries the reins of our hearts. So he can do that, right? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. But it continues. And see if there be any wicked way in me. So not only are we saying God search me out, but God find the wickedness, like we discussed, that our hearts are desperately wicked. Find the wickedness, God, and reveal that to us. Reveal it to us, but don't not only reveal it to us, but tell us how to change our hearts to live a life that will lead us to eternal life. So it continues, and lead me in the way everlasting. So not only do we want God to search our heart and know our thoughts, but we want him to see if there be any wicked way and to show us the way that's going to lead to eternal life. If we pray that every day, our hearts will continue to be in the right place. I'm telling you, it'll bless your life. If you allow God to search you and to try your heart, And to show you the way everlasting. If you allow God to do that, it will change your life. So what are the intents of your heart today? Are they good intents or are they not so good intents? Are you allowing your heart to be the way that the Bible says it is, being desperately wicked? Or are you going to allow your heart... To be shown the way that Jesus wants you to live. And allow your heart's intents to be what Jesus wants. That is the question today. And I hope you contemplate that as you think on what you've just listened to today. I hope it blessed you. And I can't wait to do more of these podcasts and to deliver the word of God to you even more. Love you guys. If you enjoyed this episode of the Blakecast, why don't you consider subscribing on your platform of choice? And while you're at it, share this podcast with a few of your friends and leave us a five-star rating. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at the Blakecast. 
You can also follow me on Facebook at Blake Mowry Ministries. If you want a video version of this podcast, you can find that at my YouTube channel. Just search on YouTube, Blake Mowry. It should pop up for you. I hope this podcast encouraged you today, and I'm so thankful that you joined me in this endeavor. God bless you all.